Why don't I just put a name to the person you're, that you might be referring to, or one of the people? Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is anything that Patrick Beverly does when he goes out. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Sports Podcast. I'm back this week with the, the usual cohort. We've got Lucas, Jared, Bart, and Wyatt. Uh, we're going to be going through some college football news, some NFL stuff today, um, as well as uh, some some stuff about our, our, fav- our least favorite um, sports celebration antics uh, at the <laughs> end. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to start off with college football. Uh, the, the biggest news this weekend, I think, was that Ohio State uh, they had a game canceled. They've already had uh, that was their second game this season that's been canceled. Uh, so, if either one of their next two games gets canceled, they'd be ineligible for the Big Ten championship game. So, Jared, how many games? How many more games does OSU actually have to play to remain in the in the top four? Okay, for me, if I was on the committee, they need to play three more to get in. They need to play their two next scheduled games and their Big Ten game, mm. their Big Ten championship game. Uh, I mean, yeah. If they if they only play two more, they will literally play half the games as the ACC champion, as long as none of their games get canceled. Which I can't I can't abide that. I'm I'm sorry. Even if 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 the average games played in the Big Ten decreases, uh, then the Buckeyes could get in. But only if they play five regular season games in a Big Ten title, they shouldn't get in. I, I can already hear Wyatt and Buckeyes Nation saying conference championship shouldn't matter and the irony when they complain about notre dame's lack of conference champions every single year in the playoff discussion anyway (laughs) indiana's win their win against indiana is going to start looking a lot worse too because their quarterback's out for the season um so they're going to have one win over a ranked team probably they might maybe the team that comes out of the west will be ranked but northwestern and wisconsin are kind of scrubs now so the problem is that the committee is made up of people that think like wyatt and think we don't need to say anything more from osu to put them in the playoff I mean, the, the rankings came out today. We're recording on Tuesday, and they were unchanged. They were, the top seven were unchanged. So they need to play three more for me. Yeah, I agree. If uh, if Ohio State doesn't play three more games and makes the college football playoff, it's an affront to, like, the entire institution of college football. <laughs> like, I just don't – like, <laughs> like, there's always a lot of talk about who's the best team and, like, the eye test and all that stuff like that. But the only way, and this has always been my thing, and – is that you can only tell the only resume point that should really matter is win loss because it's the only objective way you can look at it because everything else is so nebulous because you don't know like how good any given team in theory is in a year if you only play within your conference or in a couple out of conference games and if Ohio State has six less chances to lose a game than Notre Dame does and Alabama does six fewer thank you Mark <laughs> chances to lose a game than Notre Dame or Clemson or Bama or Florida or whomever like it's they're not playing a full complete season like I I do make the argument that you can only play what's in front of you but not if it's only like five games like that there's no way that should count and like if it's the case that you put Ohio State in there then you should just make the playoff based on who has the best recruiting class every year because then it just goes into some, like, measure of, like, talent. Like, because I feel like we talk a lot about who's the most talented team. And, like, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. And if you're going to create the playoff based on who has the most talent as opposed to who, like, wins the most games, then what's the point in even doing it? Well, they could lose. (laughs) That's also true. (laughs) Always an option, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The Why, question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. True. I'm not going to die in the hill that Ohio State has to. There's going to, like, if they play four games, they should still get in. Because I oh, get it. Man. I do get it that if Ohio State, like, doesn't actually play any more games for the rest of the season, it'd be kind of hard to be like, oh, well, they get to keep going on anyway. But, I mean, the Big Ten rules are a little dumb and they're kind of unfair to, to Ohio State. So, <laughs> I mean,. To, it, but like they shut like if somebody gets a test they just have to cancel the game they don't try to like isolate it and do player tracking or anything like that like just cancel stuff right away so i mean i don't know it's a it's a really tough line to walk the only thing i would say is like can you honestly say that any of the other teams in the top eight are better than ohio state yes I, yes there's, there's a case cincinnati Florida, i think i don't cincinnati think cincinnati in ohio not that <laughs> Why this is a hard 180 from the guy when Ohio State played one game, saying how many more games do we need to see before we put Ohio State? In no, I think they are better. And I don't, honestly, who else? But like, no, they're not though. Even on the field though, they don't look that great. Um, is all I'm saying. 
I would. Did they look? Did they look like scared of a two-four matchup? Is that what you're saying? What? Are you just scared of a two-four matchup in the college football playoffs? Is that no, it'll be t- it'll be two-three so when we beat Clemson again. So bring it on! Wyatt. Come on. <laughs> There's no yeah. way Ohio State and Notre Dame will meet in the first round. I mean, there'd have to be craziness for that to happen. So, and we would beat yes. Ohio State. Well, saying. somebody would have to to move between Notre Dame and Clemson yeah. if they played in the ACC championship. Yeah, yeah I think Ohio but, State three is a pretty likely scenario. I mean, they're a tough late program, and I think they get the benefit of the doubt a lot. I, I don't really know. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to die on the hill and say that, like, oh, four, a game, team that plays four games should be making it into the college football playoffs. But, again, at the same time, like, this is this is a completely different year than any other year. And, like, the Pac-12, they were supposed to play, like, what, like six games total? <laughs> yeah, like, not all yeah. schedules are built equal really right now this year. It's going to be really tough. I do think Ohio State has to play again before the Big Ten championship <laughs> <laughs> if they want to try to maybe make a make a final case. But I mean, if they go out and they play against Northwestern and they like look impressive, then you know maybe you just you just put them in because Texas A and M and Florida are still flawed teams, um, still with a loss. Kind of, I would feel more comfortable if I was the playoff committee putting Ohio State in at number four than I would looking at like maybe Texas A and M. If they play how many games, though? One. Ohio State. One more? In the Big Ten Championship. But oh my isn't goodness. the point that they couldn't play in the Big Ten Championship if they just had one more? Unless I feel they, like the they changed the rules. It takes I think you're right. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, what it, yeah, this, this is going to be a bad look for the Big Ten if the championship game is between, like, what would it it's be? It would be Indiana and, and Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. No, that would not be a, a good <laughs> a good showing yeah, for them. Yeah. So if it was right like a Northwestern Iowa mm-hmm. Big Ten championship, do you think anyone would be excited about that? Or or Indiana no, no, or something like no, that? No. I mean, come on. No. It would yeah, it would be one thing if like Penn State or Michigan or one of the big players was, right. you know, mm-hmm. like having a big year. But I yes. think Big Ten's yeah. they still want representation. Yeah. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, the same way that like uh uh, BYU can like maybe schedule a game with the Pac-12 or something like that. I don't think Ohio State's gonna go schedule a game with the Pac-12, but maybe they'll reshuffle the schedule a little bit. And if a game gets canceled, they'll play Cincinnati. They'll move it around. Ooh, the, people, yes. the people want it. Yeah, the seriously. Ohio showdown. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Play Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. No, but I agree. I think the most likely case is that the Big Ten will be like, "Whoop! Did we say six? Oh, did you mishear us? Yeah. We meant three. Yeah. Exactly. So." Yeah, but that just goes back to what Lucas was saying about how like the, yeah. the traditionally good teams just get favored. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's would. How always, that's how it personally. always goes, though. Yeah, that's yeah. how it well, always yeah, goes. I mean, but is that a re- is that I mean, reason to be okay? It's, no. But it's no. the same like six teams every year that rotate through. It's Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Oh, you put Notre Dame, Georgia. Hey. You know, there's the same like so the same teams that cycle through the college football playoffs, right? And then the number four stop spot is always open. Mm-hmm. You know, Penn State's always in, like in there. Florida's like kind of in there, and then they drop off at some point in the year. Michigan was in there at some point, and they dropped yeah. off. It happens after game uh, one. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a great first victory over Minnesota, and then was <laughs> <laughs> yes. the peak. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, if we're if we're actually ranking who I think are the the four best teams, it's obvious it's Alabama, um, Notre Dame, Clemson, top three. But I I would put Florida next. Texas, I would, I think Florida is actually better than Texas A&M. It was like kind of a weird game that they lost. Texas A&M has not looked good since. I don't think Texas A&M is good at all. I think that they're <laughs> way over. I, I still will stand by my prediction that they're going to win the rest of their games, but they don't look good. Yeah, I mean the thing is, yeah, it doesn't really matter though, right? Because Florida is just going to lose to Bama, and then Texas A&M well, is going to be the only. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if that happened, yeah. that would be that would be fun. I mean, if um, that happens, Alabama would get in anyway. Yeah, yeah. If Florida won. Yeah, right? yeah, Bama because would they be, have the hit yeah. ahead. Probably, you know, they yeah. just look better. Yeah, that's. I'm sure Ohio. Pretty funny if after yeah, all the yeah. shenanigans, it's two ACC teams and two SEC teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be crazy. Well, we do know it'll be no Pac-12 or Big 12 teams. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Undefeated UW. That. Yeah, yeah. And University of Washington. Is no, USC they're still undefeated? No. Yeah, they're still undefeated. Yeah, USC yeah. is. Too. Yeah. Just, just barely. USC does not look good enough to be to fly its way up to the top four. I know, but yeah, yeah, they just have to play five games. You know, who knows? (laughs) I mean, you Um, saw how much disrespect they gave to the Pac-12. They put Oregon to twenty-three. They lost to Oregon State. I know. Well, I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) They should respect the Pac-12. Maybe Oregon State is for real. (laughs) 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 Jump on the bandwagon. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god uh so moving on we're gonna keep talking about ohio state a little bit um so we've got i'd say probably the the biggest three dynasties in college football at the moment no offense to notre dame are clemson ohio state and bama in terms of consistently being title competitors over the past five years ten years lucas which of those dynasties do you see going down first all right pretty tough one i'm gonna start with the team i think is least likely to fall and i think that's clemson um i they play in the easiest conference Dabo's still pretty young i think he's 50 or 51 51 yeah 51 and he's the future looks pretty bright dj looks like he's gonna come in be a stud um second least second most likely i think might be a little bit of a hot take but i think bama might be slightly more likely to fall before clemson does Mm. uh saban's old uh he's 69 sec's the hardest conference and you saw last year was possible for Bama to just slip outside the top 10. And I think when um, when Saban retires, it's hard. Like, the second they slip up, LSU will be there. Florida will be there. George will be there. Someone will be there to take their place. Whereas even if I think Clemson is an off year, I they'll still be good enough that they'll still get recruits in that area. Plus, uh, I don't know. I just think that... They've been good for so long. How much longer can it last? Maybe that's the wrong wrong way of thinking about it. But I do think Ohio State is the least likely, even though I I don't think it's likely. Like, I don't think any of these are likely to ever fall out of contention at any time soon. Ohio State, just because they've been the least dominant nationally, they've only won two championships in the last 20 years, in 02 and 2014. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced Ryan Day is a great coach. Mm -hmm. Um and I can see them seeding a little bit of power going back to just competing for Big Ted titles, especially because I think recruiting is going to play a big part of this, and especially because uh, recruiting is shifting so heavily to the South. I think you have a strategic advantage or a strategic disadvantage being in the Midwest as Ohio State. And so I think just that sort of built-in sort of disadvantage coupled with the fact that they've been the least dominant historically mm-hmm. of those three would make it most likely for them to slip up. But again, I don't, I think all of these three teams for at least the next 10 years will be competitive and around the playoff picture every year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess a good question is how do you define the dynasty falling? Because... Yeah. A losing season. A, a losing Probably. record? Okay. Losing season. Yeah, I think yeah. a losing record. Uh, so I actually think Clemson is the most likely to fall. It would yeah. fall first. Because... I agree. Da- Dabo... <clears throat> Dabo, without Dabo and Venables, they, they probably, you know, aren't really doing anything. Of the three programs, I looked at the recruiting classes rankings uh, over the last 10 years. They have the worst one. Like, Dabo's a good recruiter, and, they're, and they've averaged 13th is their, is their, like, class average since Okay, what about this past season, though? Weren't they the, the best? They, they were, like, They were, like, fifth. Let me check. I have it up right here. They were third and tenth. Third I'm class the of that Clemson's getting better at recruiting, not worse. So yeah, I yeah. yeah. Well, I, according to two four seven sports, they usually hover around like they were third, tenth, seventh, sixteenth, eleventh, ninth. So they're not like they're not they haven't gotten a first recruiting class according to two four seven sports. Yeah. Anyway, ACC is a weak conference, but Florida State and Miami could be back at any time. I think. Um, I was thinking Ohio State, but they actually I don't know how they do it being in the Midwest. They their average draft class or excuse me average recruiting class is sixth. Mm-hmm. They're really they're like really good. They have they've only been out of the top ten I think one year in the last ten years. So they're just I don't know how they do it. Alabama is not falling. Okay, so obviously they have Nick Saban, but when Saban retires, it'll be the craziest head coach search in the history of college football. I think. It'll be <laughs> such heard, a media frenzy. Lane Kevin. And then, Dabo. No, <laughs> I honestly think Dabo might go there. That's like, what I was going to say. There's a lot of speculation that Dabo might go there. That's what, what I was going to say. Dabo Sweeney will go to his alma mater. Yeah. Wow. Dabo oh, went to wait, Bama. He, went to Bama. Oh, I, I he played yeah. DB there, defensive back. Yeah. They're they're in the South. They're, they're a historical powerhouse. I mean, yeah. their current success, too, is just going to be remembered by recruits and their families for, like, decades to come. I don't yeah. think they're falling off in, like, the next yeah. 30 years, to yeah. be honest. They yeah. just seem like uh, such a dominant yeah. train right now. Yeah. That's yeah. I think I'm with you with um on Clemson though, Jared, because I think of the of the three, they're the least of the historical powers, and also they're not like a they're not for a specific state. I know Clemson actually is a public state school, but mm-hmm. like like Ohio State is like unquestionably the you know the school in Ohio. Um, sorry, Cincinnati. 
Bama, Bama is Auburn, but I think Bama is still pretty much the school. Whereas like, like Clemson got good in the past 10 years, but they weren't really relevant before that. Before that, people would have said South Carolina, right? I mean, yeah, like uh, Clemson won a you know. title in 81. Yeah, but they didn't, they weren't ranked, they weren't ranked between <laughs> the 90s and yeah, from the, in the 90s and 2000s, they weren't ranked. So yeah. mm-hmm. like they kind of, yeah they kind of fell off so again i don't know at what point they become like a historical power just given how dominant they've been over the past five years or so um so maybe they maybe they have that at this point and that's all people remember but um i think that that's in ohio state and bama's favor that they're kind of unquestionably the school i guess what i'm not sure i i don't know i feel like maybe you are overvaluing the importance of the historical success like t- to me, I don't know, like, as a recruit, thinking about where to go, I wouldn't really care about anything more than, like, the past, like, maybe five, ten years. Four. <laughs> Four, even. I feel like Ohio State actually is the, like, I agree with Lucas. I think I would say Ohio State. I feel like Ohio State has the least, like, momentum right now of the three. And that's, I would be surprised. Okay, barring Dabo going to Bama. I agree that if Dabo leaves and Clemson is toppling. But I feel like it's not going to happen. I'd be surprised by that. I, I think Ohio State is actually going to fall first. I was just going to pick Alabama strictly off of Nick Saban's age, <clears throat> being 69 years old. Yeah. And I thought that maybe at some point he's going to retire, probably within the next. I'm going to give him to 75, so six years yeah. <clears throat> or so. So I think it's kind of up in the air. I will say the, this, though, and obviously I'm not going to pick Ohio State. Um, <laughs> Clemson seems like they could, like, they remind me of the Warriors, right? Where they came in, they're super hot for right now, and now the Warriors are kind of like slowing down a little bit. And I do mm-hmm. feel like at some point Clemson has to slow down. I don't know if they're gonna, because especially because like Dabo, every time I hear it, he's like, oh, he might leave, and you know, I think he's kind of getting a little bit more outlandish, and I feel like he's gonna start rubbing <laughs> people the wrong way, and you know, yeah, it's gonna be this happen. or that. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that they're they're burning really bright right now, but there's a chance. Like, because I mean, what are the chances that they go from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence to this new DJ kid? And let's say we give him four years, and then to somebody else, right? Pretty high. Because they're they're really uh, they're really <laughs> strong. They're really high on quarterbacks. And Nick Saban, other than maybe uh, between two and right now, I guess you could say, um, is historically like a big defensive unit and not necessarily a quarterback-driven team. And I feel like Clemson is a very offensive quarterback-driven team. And at some point, I think that's going to catch up to them. Yeah, it could. They also have the like probably <laughs> arguably the best defensive coordinator in the game. So they're they're not like scrubs on defense, right? They're not scrubs on defense. No, they're still a good team. But I mean, at some point between like the the same way we say about the Packers, like oh you can't go from Brett Favre to uh, Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love and expect Jordan Love to be a Hall of Famer. Like <laughs> at some point they're gonna like go down the line and it's not gonna be like a top three quarterback in college football. Yeah, they're gonna run out of luck there. I think at some point, and that—that's where I think the brand Bart comes in. Is if once you have that down spell and you can't rely on your past five mm-hmm. years of success, that's where the brand kind of comes in. I think. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you're gonna help rebuild. Yeah. Like, te- like for Texas, you're gonna no, help that's rebuild how I feel, Texas. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. At some point, Clemson, like they felt kind of flash in the panish initially. I know that they have been good at times no, in yeah, history, but initially they felt like that, and now maybe they've gotten past that and. Like they are stable yeah. enough that they could survive a down spell. I don't know, but I do think you're right that that, that yeah, the prestige does matter for surviving. You know, not just being like a team that was good for a couple of years and then dying off. Yeah, I don't know, Jared. I don't know if I buy that in terms of like. Okay. I don't know if having maybe this isn't quite the argument you're you're making, but like I don't know if prestige necessarily protects you, and that like who the teams that won the most championships in the '90s were Nebraska and mm-hmm. Michigan. And both mm-hmm. of those programs are like well, Nebraska, especially, is yeah. like a mess right now. Yeah. And Michigan is not like really competitive. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know if having prestige necessarily protects you from a downfall. Like, well, it, it kind of it dep- I guess it depends. Like Texas, it kind of works for Texas. They've had the third best recruiting class the last two years, and this year they have the eighth best. And like they're you know they're a super mediocre team, but like you know somehow they do it. I th- it probably helps. I mean, both those, like you said with your Ohio State point, both those programs that you just mentioned, too, are in the Midwest. If you're in the South, I just feel like you have an extra buffer, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like, Texas and Georgia have the most recruits, the most uh, three- to five-star recruits. Mm-hmm. So, 
less plane rides, shorter plane rides, all that stuff. I, I think it adds <laughs> it's up. It's all about I'm, the shorter plane rides. I'm saying it, it probably adds True. up. The warmer weather, yeah. Right, and like warmer Alabama, weather. the Alabama job. Who? There's no coach that would not take the Alabama job. I don't know I, if that's true. I think that really? it would be such immense pressure. Yeah, that's exactly what I was mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. They, they'd be paying no. you a bunch of money to deal with that pressure, though. So Yeah, but like, imagine <laughs> living up to like Nick Saban. Yeah, five it's, national it's titles. Like, yeah, it's like KD going to the Warriors. Like he's not going to get credit for whoever coaches after Saban yeah. isn't like the bar is going to be too high. And if he wins a championship, it'll just kind of be like okay, like more of the same. Like mm. it won't be like that person made a difference. So I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't find it as interesting. Could be. Yeah. No, if I, mean, I were yeah, a coach, I would love. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of people. Yeah. Yeah. Just not. Not by everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Switching to the other end of things now, which former glory program out of Florida State, Tennessee, or Nebraska do you expect to come back and win a conference championship first? Florida State, no question. I went Florida I, State as well. Yeah. 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 Easiest conference, more history of recent success, mm-hmm. good recruiting base in Florida. Bam, bam, yep. bam. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I think Tennessee's the least. Yeah. Oh, I think really? Tennessee's the least. I was yeah. going to say Nebraska. That's, They're yeah. trending in such a bad They've direction. They've been so right bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Scott Frost, your boy Scott Frost, Lucas, is not getting it done. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> he is not. At his alma mater, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. I just Which think sucks, so, like, but... like Indiana's good this year, and, like, they, over the past two years, kind of became a thing. I feel like in the Big Ten, it's possible for that to happen. Yeah. I'm mm. not sure if, like, in Tennessee's just going to, like, keep getting beat down, I feel like. I feel like it's hard to, like <laughs> – actually get recruits i guess they are the yeah they they should have a good recruiting base but I don't know. Yeah. yeah well let, let me look I, I wrote down their recruiting ranks as well they're 10th the class of 2020 they're 10th really? according to 247 sports. tennessee yep wow they, they were fourth in the class of 2015 so they can get up there if they need to Shout out the vols that genuinely like... stuns me yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well that's, that's just really one stunning. source 247 sports so yeah, yeah they have the one only <laughs> only relevant source yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't yeah. won a title, right, since they had Peyton Manning, I don't think. I don't think so. Right? Yeah. It's been so long. So Yeah, ninety eight was the last time they won. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. A couple other yeah. recruiting numbers I wanted to throw out. Texas A and M actually kinda killing it. Top top ten recruit recruiting classes the last two years. Notre Dame since, since twenty ten. Our average rec- our average um our average like recruiting class ranks is 12th, which is the third best of the teams I calculated for, which were like Clemson, oh. Ohio State, Bama, Texas. We had it since 2010. Our, our average draft class is better than Clemson's, really? according to 247 Sports. What did Just it get saying. us? What did it yeah. get us? Your, we got semifinal appearances. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, very interesting. Uh, but anyway, now we're going to go on to the NFL, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, poor poor Kendall Hinton's uh, pretty rough <laughs> QB debut this weekend. You know, poor dude. Um, he literally like first saw the playbook on Saturday, right, or something like. <laughs> he first started considering him as the QB for for the game on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I believe he was one for nine with two interceptions um, on the day. Was it was it that? Yeah, so, something about that. Um, but anyway, so so not a great day. So in honor of that, uh, we're each going to make a, a case for the worst individual performance in an NFL game. Uh, so, Wyatt, we're going to be starting with you. Who is who is your pick? What kind of list of worst performances would it be if we didn't mention Brett Favre, the ultimate gunslinger, <laughs> who definitely took every chance he possibly could, including his six-interception game in the 2000. 2000- <laughs> Uh, the dates is it jumps between 2001 and 2002, but the NFC divisional playoff games, um, it was actually the Packers' worst playoff loss in team history. <laughs> they fell 45 to 17. Uh, Favre did throw for two touchdowns, which I get is the 17 points, but he had um, three of the interceptions be recorded for as pick sixes, so they got returned. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's a six interception game. Um, it was not good. It was the most interceptions thrown in a playoff game in the Super Bowl era. Classic Brett Favre leading the league in interceptions in some way or another. Postseason, regular season, doesn't matter. So, uh, what kind of list would it be if we didn't mention something like that? 
Yeah, wow, true. that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah two return for touchdowns. So that's. Yeah. I wonder what the record is for. No, it was three. Was it, it was yeah, three. Three, for, three. three for return for touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he literally single handedly lost them the game. Yeah. Wait, what was the final score of the game, Wyatt? Forty-five seventeen. Oh, okay. I thought it was gonna be like twenty-one to something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Bart, who you got? So. Uh, what kind of a Vikes fan would I be if I didn't take this chance to complain? Uh, this game I actually remember watching, so I didn't have to think back too far. Josh Freeman for the Vikes on Monday Night Football against the Giants, 2013. I don't know if anybody else remembers this game, but my goodness, what an awful performance. So, the basic numbers, he was 20 for 53, 190 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. So his, his grade that day for PFF, according mm-hmm. to one source I looked at, 11.3 is the lo- lowest ever for a quarterback. <laughs> his QBR was 40.6, like his actual quarterback rating, which is only marginally better than the 39 point something that you get when you just spike the ball into the ground every day. Every day. <laughs> so that's just the start. Though. He's the only quarterback ever to tr- uh, attempt at least 50 passes, not even hit 200 yards, and not throw a touchdown. The only one ever. So like some of the other performances were awful, but at least the teams were smart enough to pull their quarterback out but the vikes this game for some reason didn't so it was monday night football everybody was watching and he just completely lost the game for the bikes they just didn't take him out they kept enduring and enduring the only reason the vikes scored in this game the final score was 23 to 7 was because they had the upon return for a touchdown so the offense was completely anemic and then yeah it was just you know the meme that's like uh gonna end this man's whole career josh freeman's performance said that about his career because he only played one more game total and it was two years later for some other team he never got signed again i literally think this game alone is the reason he he um like dropped out of the nfl yeah. just no. what, what is it with vikes quarterbacks so, in monday night games yeah just, just not go together well you know like combo. kirk kirk on the redskins mostly is, is where that narrative comes from in in the vikes defense yeah, but yeah. so that was that was josh freeman 2013 um thankfully we moved on and got the quarterbacks. Um, Lucas, who did you have? Uh, so Dan Marino had a storied NFL career, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, maybe the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. That lack of a Super Bowl uh, win shows how bad he and his teams often played in the playoffs, and the peak of those was his very last football game he ever played. On January 15th, 2000, the Miami Dolphins lost 62-7 to in their first playoff game. <laughs> In their first playoff game that year. To make it worse, they lost to a recent expansion team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Losing to the Jaguars, even if they're 14-2 and in a year, is just embarrassing because of who they are as a franchise. Wow. And to make it even worse, Marino was horrific. He went 11-25, for 25, awful. Under 100 yards of passing, awful. Two picks and two fumbles. While it might not have been like the objectively worst game a player has ever played, as Josh Freeman's might have been, I think given the circumstances that he's like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing his final game in the playoffs, like to go 11 for 25 with like 94 yards passing, two picks, two fumbles, and get smacked by 55 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's just embarrassing. It's an awful performance. Yeah. I don't think there's any coming back from it. Oh. Well, yeah, there was he got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, but he, so, <laughs> so, he like kind of came game. back from it. Yeah. <laughs> he like Josh Freeman never played another game of football, really. So. Oh. Shoot. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. in oh, Freeman's defense, he didn't have many turnovers that game. Four, two picks, and two fumbles is, is That's true. Rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh was just a bad game manager. That day. C- couldn't have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he was not a top eight quarterback. All right, we got to reference that on every. Mine is in the similar vein to Lucas's. Actually, mine is Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning's game against the Chiefs in his final season, the 2015 season. Uh, that year, he, I completely did, forgot this. He started nine regular season games. His touchdown to interception interception ratio for the season was nine to seventeen. Which, oh Jesus. I, I didn't I know did it was not that bad. That. This was the season after they won the Super Bowl and his arm was completely shot, right? Uh, no, this is the season they won the Super Bowl. Was his this was his last season. And then he retired. Really? After it. Yeah. Four so four 
Okay, so here, here was a stat line. Five for 20, 35 yards, no touchdowns, four picks, and a fumble. Luckily, Oof. he did not lose the fumble, but he did fumble it. Uh, and his passer rating was zero. <laughs> so four of those, <laughs> it was really funny. He, and he did, that in, he did that in 32 offensive snaps. He, he only played to like the third quarter, and they took him out. Um, <laughs> The funny thing, though, is that in that game, he broke Brett Favre's record for most passing yards in a career in a 35-yard passing game. It was later broken by Drew Brees, but I thought that was hilarious. And he won the Super Bowl that year, threw a pick in each of his first eight games. Like He just had a terrible year. Uh, another like little trivia thing, too, is that both Eli and Peyton Manning have recorded a perfect passer rating and a zero passer rating in their career. Hey. Oh, I thought that was interesting. I kind of thought yeah, they yeah. won the Super Bowl if he was playing. Like I that. have no idea how. <laughs> absolutely wild. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a yeah, great defense. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller. Yeah, Von. The other corner of I'm feeling also was elite. Uh, was it ba- Champ? Was Champ still there at that point? Champ Bailey? Mm. Mm. Oh, no. Is it Bradley Roby? Or no? Someone, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, mine is uh, um, Len Dawson. Y'all know Len Dawson, of course, right? Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, In in 1964, he's actually kind of. I had not heard of him um, prior to doing some research. Um, He's kind of a legend. He was Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP. He owned the Chiefs single season passing touchdowns record for like 40 years until. uh, Patty Mahomes came along um, and kind of kind of he did <laughs> Patrick Mahomes topped his record in like 10 games but it did stand <laughs> for a while um, he's still the Chiefs career passing yards touchdowns and wins leader probably until like next year um, but anyway <laughs> so he was a stud um, despite this this one game against the Chargers in November 1964 um, none of the stats were good you know he, he threw two picks completed half his passes averaged about two yards per carry um, but what really makes it awful is that he fumbled the ball seven times that game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was just horrific. So um, he only lost three of them, so I guess props to him for, I don't know, like, that's that's a pretty good conversion ratio. But still, five turnovers, and I don't know how you, yeah, like, you'd think by, like, fumble five, you'd, you know, grip the ball kind of tightly or just, you know, not <laughs> put two hands on it. Um, that's more, that's the same number of fumbles that uh, Derrick Henry has in his nfl career to this point um but anyway so yeah rough rough day for len uh but we'll forgive him because he was you know he was a a chief's lifer and uh yeah a hero to us you know big kansas city chief fans right i mean we're we're as big of a len dawson fan as we are of um dave cohen's the 1972 to 73 nba mvp an absolute legend yeah (laughs) My still favorite thing is about how we we tweeted about Dave Cohen's in like one tweet and like there was like a like multiple like Celtics fan pages like like the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's our they new strategy. They're like finally someone is yeah. <laughs> We're cornering the Dave Cohen's market. exactly. It's, it's a niche one, but hey, we'll, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> um, so moving on to some. Uh, some NFL playoff talk. So as we approach the the last month of NFL season, we've got some some bubble teams uh, coming in. Seven teams make the playoffs this year, one more than usual. So um, there's you know plenty of plenty of players in the game currently. So we're gonna go through teams that are on the bubble and say whether we think they're they're in or out. So we'll start with uh, the ever popular Bucks. Uh, Wyatt, in or out for the Bucks? Out. They're currently in. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No way. Out. They are on their way out. Uh, they looked really bad the last couple of weeks, and it seems like the tension is rising in Tampa Bay uh, between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Yeah, it is. Um, mm-hmm. Bruce or Tom Brady clearly doesn't fit the offense that Bruce Arians wants to run, and it doesn't seem like Bruce Arians also wants to change the offense that he runs because I don't know what in Tom Brady he sees that makes him want to keep throwing uh, deep balls 30 yards down the field, but Tom Brady can't make those throws anymore. They keep getting picked off. They keep getting overthrown. They keep getting underthrown. It's just not really working for them. I know they want to use Mike Evans, but you know the, they also went out and they got Antonio Brown and Gronk as weapons for Tom Brady, and it's still not working out for them. <laughs> Plus, I mean, also, I think that Bruce Arians is not – like I said, it's not exactly all on Tom. I would say it's more likely Bruce Arians' fault uh, because he just keeps calling plays that don't really fit the team, and mm-hmm. their run game has been – 
inconsistent and not because necessarily somebody stopped the run, but because they don't know when to use the run. They'll like rush for like three times one game and then they'll give Ronald Jones like 20 touches and then they'll try to pass and then they'll just randomly yeah. pull Ronald Jones and put Leonard Fournette. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. The I'm defense is good. Jones fantasy owner. Yeah. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Play more, <laughs> play more Ronald Jones. Um, the defense is good and it's probably the only shining point for a struggling team, but I'm, the I only think the shining point? No. I think that they're, they're on their way down out of the playoffs. I don't. I think they're gonna lose in the first round of the playoffs. But like their their schedule has they're one Fal- the best. They have the Falcons twice and the yeah. Lions Falcons in their last just two games. The Raiders. Okay, but like <laughs> they're the Falcons. Like there's yeah. they, they, there's no fluke. yeah there's no way they of the three games between the Falcons twice and the Lions. There's no way they lose more than one of those games. I'd Look, put money he, on that. the Lions mm. just fired their head coach. <laughs> oh the interim head interim head coaches. Our flashes. No, yeah, for these teams. Say, the, the Falcons haven't been all that bad since they fired, right? Look, these teams are firing their yeah. head coaches. They're no. they're they're at least flashes for four good wins, and the Bucks no. might be a victim of that. No, they're as Lucas said. Their last four games are against teams with a losing record. They're strong. And I'm supposed to be concerned because they lost by three points to the best team in the NFL. No, they're yes. in. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. His stats, by the way, everybody thinks they're terrible. Twenty-eight touchdowns and eleven picks is pretty good. He's already thrown more touchdowns than he had last season. These teams are so much. Half of his games, by the way, he had zero picks. All his picks just come in bunches. <laughs> so he's had 11 picks in six games. You know, they just come in bunches. Vikings are surging. <laughs> are they surging? No, they, yeah, no, they're they're surging. Lost they just lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, they lost to the Cowboys. They're gonna surge. The yeah. Lions. They're li- the props. Lions are they're, not they're, surge, they're right? set up to surge. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. You know his, it's coming. It's coming. The surge is coming. Yeah. This, this is what I think yeah. is happening to Tom Brady, though. Do you think? Do you think he's just getting tired? He's old. Yeah. So and it, like you know, it's the old, end of the season yeah. now, and he's starting to throw picks. You think? He's I just think he tired? might just be like old man, losing a little bit of the, the fire to do this. Like he like. <laughs> I think. I think he like realizes how like bad of a move it probably was to leave the Patriots and like be stuck with Bruce Arians in Tampa. Like <laughs> it wasn't that bad of a move though. They were seven and five, wasn't it? Yeah, solid. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. Like, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, like they probably win only a couple more games than the Patriots do this year. I think the Patriots have only played really well. More. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? Are the Patriots like they're yeah, five and six? They're five and seven. Six. Oh, five they go and eight six, and eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see. The Bucks aren't gonna go. Eight. I don't. Yeah, I think the Bucks are gonna. Yeah. No, the, no, the Bucks are gonna go nine and seven. Wow, that's a hot take. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. Time will tell. Yeah, I booked that <laughs> at the start of the year anyway. Nine and book it that again. they were gonna go nine and seven. Yeah, I said that they were gonna be a nine and seventeen. They probably missed. Oh, the okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. You're doing pretty well then at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Know, I, the, I know, always do pretty well. I also said the Cowboys. <laughs> True. We won't speak of the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Moving on to the Vikes, as uh, which Wyatt mentioned, Sorry. they're currently out. Um, Lucas, in or out? Given, uh, given a month from now. When to go in? The ten-year-olds of the Twin Cities are big on the Vikes' chances <laughs> to make the playoffs, as I've heard recently, and I ha- so I have to buy in. <laughs> um, they have a pretty easy remaining schedule bar a game against the Saints and all they really need to do is have a better record than the Cardinals or maybe the Bucks. Cardinals play the Rams twice they could lose both of those um, I don't think it's like maybe the most likely thing in the world I'll put it at like a 51% chance of it happening but the game against the Bucks will be huge like if they win yeah. that game I would probably pick them to make the playoffs if not then probably yeah. not so I think yeah. a lot of it goes into winning that Bucks game that they have yeah yeah, I'm also going with with in on them. Um, yeah, the the Cowboys loss is I don't know, kind of hard to to get past. That's that's a tough one. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, they've won four of their last five, right? Um, so they're hot, the hottest team in the race out of you know the the Cardinals, Bears, 49ers, and Bucks, I guess. Um, and and Kirk, after you know not being great at the beginning of the season, which gave us plenty of ammunition to go after Bart, <laughs> um, he's he's been pretty good. Dare I say it? In the, He's in been the past. better than pretty yeah. good, mind you. <laughs> He's been top eight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's his past five games: twelve TDs, one interception. His lowest completion rate in a game over that span is sixty-five percent. So, 
the game manager we all know and love, he's back. He's there. I want each and every one of you to apologize. Yeah. To Honestly, me. though, yeah. if they make the playoffs, right, I will. Yeah, I will. You will get a handwritten, <laughs> handwritten card. Uh, but but yeah, that plus Dalvin, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen when he's healthy. Yeah. Chad Beebe, like obviously. Beebe. But anyway, um, so I, I do think they're going to pull it out, um, given that they have like a so-so schedule going forward. Yeah. I actually don't. <laughs> Maybe this is just me trying to protect my, my, my heart from being shattered again. I mean, even if they do, like we were talking about with the Bucks, they probably lose the first game. A seven seed against like a two seed, it probably wouldn't be pretty. I don't think so, though. I, I think it's more likely that the Cardinals win enough games to hold them off. And I guess the Bucks. Um, if they win against the Bucks in two weeks, I guess. Or is that in two weeks? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna do it. You say that they've won four of their past five, but the Panthers game absolutely deserved to be a loss. They <laughs> were saved by a miracle in that one. So really, it should be that they've lost their past two, which would make them the least hot team. So, <laughs> Quiet. <don't> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But I, I actually think that they'll lose the majority of their remaining games. Well, it's sad. It's quite sad. He's so yeah, yeah. He doesn't believe anymore. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> I want to get drafted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you see like the Giants like when they when they won on on Sunday they went from like the like 6th draft pick to like the 17th or something or, or like oh, 19th no. whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh we're going to move on to our last team for this week which is the Colts. Uh Jared, they're currently in in or out. They're in. Uh 7 and 4 right now. They got a top Top eight defense. No, I'm just kidding. They they are actually like literally like top eight, top seven defense. Um, Rivers is playing like fine enough to win like 16 to nine touchdown and interception ratio. The Colts are interesting because they're not great at offense, but they're not bad either. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're good enough to get it done. Their defense is more their strong suit. But anyway, they got two games against the Texans and one against the Jags. Raiders are inconsistent in there, so I, I think they got an easy enough schedule to win it, and like they're just like a competent team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they'll I think they'll make it in. Bart, what do you think? I agree, they're competent. However, Ooh. the thing is, they're on the cusp and they're battling the mm-hmm. Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Ravens have the tiebreaker over them, and I think the Ravens going four and two or five and one is actually quite reasonable looking at their schedule. In which case, they mm-hmm. would be tied given like what will probably happen for the Colts going three and two, I think. Uh, yeah. I think the Ravens actually will get in over the Colts. Mm. Um, granted, and like the Raiders are also in the conversation. Mm. I don't see the Raiders going. I think they need to go like four and one to even keep themselves in the conversation. They won't. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. The Dolphins maybe would slip out. I think they will. In which case, I think I, both the Colts and the Ravens would get in, but I mm-hmm. would also be surprised by that. I think most likely is the Dolphins and the Ravens mm. getting in of these four teams. I could see the yeah. Dolphins easily slipping out of that spot, but... We'll see. Yeah. yeah. They pulled Tua. What did I tell you about starting a quarterback yeah. too soon? I know he's heard this. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually don't. I, I think Brian Flores gets a lot of credit about like he's like this visionary and he, they were the best like three and whatever team that they've ever seen. And you know, he's he's a really good coach. He's a really good coach. Uh, but I think we kind of give him a little bit too much credit because I don't want them. Because you think that they're going to put to pull Fitzpatrick, put Tua in, pull mm. Tua, put Fitzpatrick in. And then Fitzpatrick gets them to the playoffs, and then they put Tua back in. Like I don't understand what they're trying to do if they're going to flip between quarterbacks anymore. Um, I it just like it feels like it's going to kill a lot of like the momentum that they had. I know they're still a good team, but uh, you know I do think that they're going to drop out because of the whole switching back and forth. And until Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick are named the full time starter for the rest of the year, I don't know what to expect from them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little rant. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. No fair. Um, yeah, Aiden, what do you think about the Colts? Um, I'm I'm with Jared on this one. I think I think that they're gonna make it. I think as Jared mentioned that they're competent, and I I think that's the yeah the perfect description of them. They don't really lose to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. Um, they lost Week One to the Jags, so that that is definitely a loss. The a team that you're not supposed <laughs> to lose to. That was the height of the Minshew MVP campaign. The good yeah. old days. Um, but since that loss, they've like their other losses, you know, since we gone are to the Browns, Titans and Ravens, like, which are all very good teams. So I think out of their, their last five, they play the Texans twice and the Jags. I think they'll win those games. Um, although the Texans are looking a little more, you know, alive now. 
Um, so I, I think they go at like three and two or possibly even four and one in their, their last five. Um, so I think they will take it out. But you're right that the tiebreaker, that is a little bit painful. So we will see if the, yeah, if Lamar can, you know, capture some of that 2019 spirit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, and the Ravens, the Ravens, who knows what's going to happen with their outbreak too, you know? That's true. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game yeah. getting pushed to Wednesday is so ridiculous. I, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's just. Yeah. The, the biggest disappointment. I opened up my fantasy football app this morning to see my victory over Wyatt confirmed with like a little confetti. So I have to, I have to wait, wait. until tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, Does why? Why do you too. have? Do you have somebody on the Ravens or no. Steelers? Or no, they but just, it won't they're just holding out. Down, yeah, Tyreek Hill is, is a big. I honestly, I wouldn't beat you without Tyreek Hill's fifty. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke only had two points or something, whatever this week, and my defense <laughs> lost points. So, <laughs> shout out, out Tyreek Hill, <laughs> carrying that team. <laughs> okay, so we're we're gonna close it off this week with. By the um, way, I only lost by four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Respectable. Still a loss. Yeah. 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 Still, or, still you play a loss is a loss. Play, last yeah. playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no one, no one has a chance. <laughs> no one has a chance except Brian Quigley. That is. That yes, is that's true. Yeah. Uh, friend of the pod. Actual yeah, friend, friend, of friend of the pod. Of, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Quigley and what's his name? <laughs> Jared Stidham are yeah, yeah. closest <laughs> friends of the pod. <laughs> but, we're gonna we're gonna close it off this week with a discussion about uh, our our least favorite sports antics or celebrations. So the ones that really make us make us angry. Um, so so Lucas, we're gonna start with you. What really gets gets the blood boiling? I hate it when a corner celebrates when he's done nothing. Like when the like like I've seen sometimes when like I, like college football, pro football, like whatever like the quarterback will like throw at a guy's feet and it's like impossible to catch and like the defensive back yeah. like, like arms chop across the body like like do like the silence or like 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 somebody will like throw a ball like 10 feet over a guy's head and he'll be like like the finger taunting like it's, just, it's like you did nothing like yes your job was technically completed because the quarterback couldn't complete the pass but like you you didn't do anything yeah. there yeah. like so i don't know i don't have much more to say about it but whenever i see that i'm like come on you didn't you didn't do that like I the know. quarterback just messed up like no work was done there <laughs> i mean and when like and when like they commit a blatant pass interference and they're like they look at the refs like what? yeah oh, that, that was pretty good too <laughs> Uh, Jared, what's yours? Yeah, mine was also an NFL de- defender one. It was um, de- defenders hitting like a defenseless player and then getting up and celebrating, like pumping their chest about it and stuff. Not just not just targeting, but like this happened in the Notre Dame UNC game. Ian Book was already kind of going down one direction. Some guy from out of nowhere that Ian Book like literally had no defense against tackled him and like it looked like a pretty hard hit. He got up and like flexed and was like yelling and like pounding his chest like that is not impressive if you're hitting yeah. someone who didn't see you coming and literally like doesn't even have like balance you know it's just it's not impressive and especially especially too if they're like if it's a quarterback and he's like 40 pounds lighter than you it's like yeah yeah it's like this big like 350 pound guy like, just, yeah they're just Pick falling on someone on your own size. yeah yeah exactly. yeah yeah um who's next Bart, Bartage, yeah. I'm going to throw it on over to basketball. Uh, the NBA specifically, I think, is where this is most egregious. Players <laughs> complaining to the refs after they don't get a call on offense and then not getting back on defense makes my blood curl. <laughs> Literally curl. <laughs> it's, it's the most annoying thing because often, more often than not, it's not just a... Okay, so firstly, it's just annoying seeing players complain to the refs, right? Because it never actually does anything. Never. This isn't Dabo no. complaining to a college ref. True. <laughs> the refs don't listen, so you're just wasting time anyway. But then, to waste time while your team is getting back on defense, the four other guys are trying, you're not, and it usually costs your team a, like, a, a bucket. It's awful. It's like, yeah, it just really makes no sense because it literally doesn't accomplish anything. So just True. go play defense, which is what you're actually paid to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, NBA players aren't played to play. De- yeah, aren't yeah, paid really to play honest. defense. That's not. That's not how that league works. Come on. Yeah. Bart, why don't I just put a name to the person you that you might be referring to, or one of the people? Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is anything that Patrick Beverly does when he goes out. There he he will bark. He will argue, and I give him his credit. He is the heart and soul, or he is like part of like the motor that makes the Clippers go a little bit. But no, it's Paul I, George. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But watching him bark and all that, and he'll be like, "Oh, you know, I, let me guard Kevin Durant." And then Kevin Durant will go on for like fifty points. <laughs> like I, I don't like he he gets 
he's more of a barker than he is a defensive specialist. So, I mean, anything, anytime I respect him, I respect his game, but he just definitely is one of those players, kind of like Draymond Green, where it's like you just love to hate him. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah, true. I hope that the quote, the quote that he gave to Steph, I hope will live on in infamy forever. Where he was like, "The league is mine for the next five years." Or something. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what did and you then, say and, that? And then Steph, <laughs> Steph allegedly responded like, "Wait, aren't you like thirty something?" <laughs> <laughs> so. Horrible. Oh god. Yeah, that, that dude doesn't have much of a concept of reality. It's you know. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. Oh, but. <laughs> Anyway, mine is uh, I'm gonna move it on over to baseball. Um, I'm surprised Wyatt didn't pick one to hate on baseball for, <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, yeah disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the the allure of Patrick when Beverly is, is too great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 My least favorite sports antics is when baseball plays games. Has the audacity. <laughs> 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 Freaking nerve. <laughs> Mine is when a closer will like will come into a game with like a three run lead and like load the bases like walk two run homes it'll, it'll be like you know a three two count and they'll like get like a just like a borderline strike call and then like go wild with their celebration and you're like you did not help matters here like if I if I were them at that point like that's just pure relief that you got to be like thanking oh, yeah. the heavens like oh god but, like do their whole big like celebration like nothing happened and, like guys. Like, yeah, you, you are a failure. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. yeah. God yeah. forbid a professional yeah. athlete, like, shows, yeah. like, yeah. a moment of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I was just messing around. Like, I knew I had this the whole time. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> <was> no issue. <laughs> well, uh, well, speaking of messing around, how about you mess around and subscribe <laughs> to... <laughs> 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 subscribe to our podcast... <laughs> Listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, where Apple Podcasts, wherever you get them. We love it. We appreciate it. Your listens help us grow, help us determine what you want to hear on the show. So thanks, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>